You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. All right, here we are. Um, hello, hello. This is me. Welcome to the Afterlife. I'm Woo-hoo! here with. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking a slightly intoxicated. Not intoxicated. So introduce yourself to the crowd. Hey to the guys, listen. should I look in the camera or no? You can if you want. It depends how much you want to. It feels weird. How sultry hey you want to be. You, no, don't is look in the camera. Sultry? Don't worry about it. Don't it's worry weird. About it. I should just stay with you. Yeah. Just hey guys, um, I'm Krista Allen. Um, I just did a show. Yes. And after. Where were you? I was at the Dime. I was doing Adam, Adam Hunter's show. show. Yes, I've done that show. That that's a bar show. It's a fantastic, hard, hard no, show it's for a, me. It is so hard. Like you literally feel like you're just leaving a long voicemail message. Yeah. <laughs> with someone like I, I hope you said that on stage. When you that's finish, kind of genius. when you finish your set, you're like, <laughs> so anyway, call me. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I think the last time I did the the show. I, I'm always, when when that happens to me and no one's paying attention, I feel like I just want to piss people off, just get a reaction. Well, because you've been doing it a lot freaking longer than I have. How long have you been doing it? Uh-huh. I am coming up on a year. Wow. I'm coming up on a year. Because but we met, I think we met in Scottsdale, right? Did we? No. Where, where did we meet? We met somewhere, somewhere. Were you friends with Kate Quigley? And you, I, I am. And Kate you, were, is, you went Kate to Scottsdale a- with her? No, I, I never went to Scottsdale. You must be thinking of somebody else. It might be Ariel. Girl. No, anyway, the point is... So or Jen Sturger. Jen Sturger. Okay, great. I love that I would, I'm would. i flattered that you even think that I would be okay, Jen Sturger. Okay, so you've been, you've been okay. coming up a year, which is which is like brand, brand new. I am a new baby. I am just a new baby on the scene. I I'm love still it. trying to find my voice. I'm still trying to figure out... Like how to make everything work, and like yeah. um, I write every single day. So every when you write day. every single day, you, you give yourself a, a day, like a time. I'm going to the coffee bean. I'm gonna sit down. Oh God, two hours. You're thinking I'm an organized person. Well, I don't write every day, so whenever I hear that, I'm impressed. Well, okay, no, that's not true, and I know this for a fact. Somebody said this to me once. Actually, I don't know if somebody said this to me. It could have been just me drunk talking to myself, but yes. it was good advice. <laughs> and basically, what it was is, you're always writing. It doesn't yes. matter if it's 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 on the computer or pen to pad. You're always writing. You're always seeing shit. You're always thinking stuff in your head, even if you're you forget it because you're like, ah, oh, dude, what was yeah. that joke that I thought about? But you're always writing. For me, I do write every day, or I go through stuff every day, and I. Tr- but I haven't learned. Do you know what it is? I haven't learned how to make the. No, I do, and, and it's fun. I'm, it's it's been amazing, but I haven't learned how to get just a little bit deeper and not as easy. <laughs> Does that make sense? Of course. I mean, that's always that's the thing every comic fights with is how do you authentically represent like the truth your of your soul while yeah. making an audience laugh and that is, if you figure that out, tell everyone else in the world because uh, it's 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 so the it's goal. not just me beating the. Out of myself constantly. No, I mean I think it's good that that means that you're a comic if you're beating yourself up constantly. Ugh. So l- let's Ridiculous. backtrack a little bit. So Please. you you um, <coughs> someone smoked weed and now I I'm like coughing. your jammies. So thank you. I just got them from Tommy John. Maybe they'll 
<laughs> give us promotions for the Tell show. Tell me, John. So, um, Bill Dawes is you you already staff. you already had um, a following. So there's you, you already have quite a following on social media, right? Yeah. So did that come about from from acting, modeling? What was the well? Main? I've never been a model, so I've never modeled. Now people might see me and they go, "Oh bullshit, she's modeled." That was stuff, Maxim. That was all shameless self promotion for a project I was working on. That was not modeling. I'm not a model. I'm not that girl that's like, "Let me step into your you J. Crew sweater." You did stuff in Maxim for stuff you're working on. It's like a stripper saying, "Like I was paying my way through college." Come yeah. On. <laughs> it's exactly. But yeah. what was the what was the project that you were working on? Oh my God, there were so many. I did the cover of Esquire, the cover yeah. of Stuff, the cover of Maxim, like all these different things. But there was a time where I was doing, you know, things where I was just working. But here's the thing: the difference with where I look at where where I am now. Uh, back on where I was. Okay, so people would say I was a sex symbol. Yes. And so it how, literally so, makes me go. So Ugh. everyone goes. So I, I always assume that nobody knows anything listening to any podcast or my podcast. It's, it's one of my primary beliefs. So system you think your is no, audience is stupid. So so no. But my point is this. Podcast. Let's just say That's that nobody really knows who you are at all. Like nobody knows anything. But let, let's oh, talk you know to the people who, who don't. <laughs> so what what made you? Let, let's go back to me. You start off as an actress, yeah. Well, yes, I am an actor. You are an actress, but and you start so, up. But yes, I did. I, I. And how old are you? You start acting. Um. God, I don't even know. I don't know. Um. Maybe. God, I'm not even sure. I don't. Did you I grow don't, up I don't, in L.A.? Were you like an no? LA okay, kid? so I moved from Texas. Um. I was. I grew up in Texas, and then I moved. I moved to Los Angeles. But when I I left Texas, the only reason that I came to Los Angeles, I was. So my family's from Texas, but I was born in Ventura, California. Okay. But I wasn't born in Ventura, California because anybody lived there. I was born in Ventura, California because my mom found out that my dad was cheating on her and he had left and he'd been gone oh. for like six months. And she finally found the bitch that he was fucking. And she was like, I'm going to go find her. And I was, she and was so nine, she's pregnant. She was nine months pregnant. Wow. And she tracked this guy down. And she took me with her. And well, she had to. She didn't have a choice. Story. No, she had a better choice. <laughs> let's just let it go. You know what I mean? Let's just like think. At about eight the months. Kid. Okay. Fine. So anyway, she she flew to California, found out where this lady was, and my dad, who happened to be my second stepmother, I had like six after that, but um, she knocked on the door, and when she knocked on the door, and he opened the door, her water broke. Holy shit. That's and, like a scene from a movie. I hope you've written is, this down somewhere. And that is how I came into the world. Is um, Were you premature? No. Was, she, she was, was like that fully nine months pregnant. She, they let her, at that time, you know, they were like, all right. Knocked on the door, water broke, and then what happened? What was the scenario from there? Um, was he there? Did he Did he go, he oh, take her to the hospital? The door. No, I, I think she probably took a cab. No, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know anything from the point of I was born in Ventura, uh-huh. and then... I left when I was six weeks old and went back to Texas. Which seems like way too early to fly. Way too early to fly, but you know what? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just what happened. And so I went back to Texas and, you know, whatever. So 
why were we talking about this again? Uh, we were talking about sort of how you're, you're start because you started off as an actress and you were in you're from Texas, right? But there was a reason. Oh, how did I get to Los Angeles? Yeah. So, well, how you became an act- oh, actor? No, no. So here was the point. There, there is a point. So, all of my family is from Texas. Everybody, everybody's from Texas. No, like nobody, they they are we're still in Texas. there. Well, um, for me, everywhere, but certain ones of my family member are. Are, are stationed in like military family North Dallas no my 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 mom just got married a lot okay so you call them stationed they were stationed yeah okay. I'm like seven. so your dad got married a lot your mom got married a lot everyone yeah. got married a lot yeah like I'm seventh generation single mom white trash family basically it's it's white trash royalty okay that's what yeah, it is I get it yeah. Like let them eat funyuns. That's like our <laughs> that's our family yeah. motto. And your mom is married now? No. No. Okay. No, she's that in. she's not she's not married now. Um the last person that she was married to was amazing. He was awesome. He was I guess about maybe seventeen younger seventeen years younger than she was, and he was awesome and he shot himself in the face in front of her. <sighs> so, um, uh, she has never gotten married again. Um, that, that, that could be a deterrent. I could see that. Yeah. You yeah. know, you go, do I really, I don't know. Maybe this is something <laughs> I'm doing. That's like pushing men away. <laughs> you know? like, have you had that conversation with your mom? Mom? No, she's really pretty shut down about stuff. Uh, My yeah. mom and I are not very close. My mom was not like the mom uh-huh. when I was younger. She was never really around. Um, and she was more like, um, God, I don't know. You know, I, so she, do you think your mom is like undiagnosed bipolar disorder? <laughs> yes. I think she's, I think she's undiagnosed narcissist disorder. I think yes. she's, um, I don't know if it's even bipolar. I think I got the bipolar part. I'm okay. undiagnosed bipolar. I think I can go up and down, and I'm like, everything's great. Oh my god, I want to kill myself. Yeah, that's like, also that's also being in the business and being yeah, in yeah. Like sometimes I feel like that. But my mom has always just she's a fighter. She's just a fighter, but she was never, she was just never a mom. You know what I yeah. mean? And so, but that's all I knew. Yeah. And um, but I supported my mom when, once I started making all this money. So how did that come about? How did you go from being a girl in Texas from a from a white trash royalty family to being a quote unquote sex symbol in Hollywood? Well, I'll tell you how. Um, <laughs> I walked in on my fiance. Um, I had been with for like five years. I think I was twenty three. So I think I was about twenty three years old. I it was my fiance. I met him. Like we were going to get married. Everything was cool. And I. I was I was studying to be a teacher. Okay. That's what I wanted to do because I didn't have like a very good, f- strong foundation and like. That's the what schools, sounds like. I'm it, getting like, that. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I want to give back to kids. Sure. Right. So I was like, I'm going to be a teacher, and then, so anyway, I got, I got done early at work one time, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to go bring him lunch, and I pulled up to his house. And I saw my best friend's car there, and Another I was like, "Another awful cheating story!" God <laughs> and damn so, it! And so I was like, "Oh yay, she's here!" And I was like, "Yay!" And I walked in. I remember I saw like um, there were there was clothing items on the floor and a purse and these things. And I had this bag of lunch from his favorite like you that know you lunch got from place. To surprise him. 
And I just kept walking back. And I had this, like, big rock engagement. Not really big, but, you know. So I you mean. engaged for how long at this point? Uh, Maybe six months. I yeah. think we're getting married in four. You know what wow. I mean? The inv- invitations have been sent out. Everything is Everything done. Everything is done. And I walked in, and I just remember I pushed open the door. And she's writing him. And I looked, and I was like, holy fuck. Like, what? That that thing, just I, like I, my body was dead, and I yeah. certainly didn't have the. I, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And all I could say. In that moment, when they looked over at me in shock, was, well, I guess y'all have worked up an appetite. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then you had the and lunch. And I put the lunch on the bedside table. I took off my engagement ring yeah put that on the thing and you were this calm when you're doing it just i i I was dead inside like i didn't i I didn't i was like what the fuck like it's just not my personality sure but i was like i was like and i walked in i i walked out came back out and i sat in my car i pulled up like maybe four blocks and i couldn't stop crying and i just cried and within five days i was driving to los angeles why? Wow. Because I was born in Ventura, California, and I was a California did you, girl. Did you know your dad at this point? Did you were you in I contact with him? I kind of knew my dad. My dad, like I only like way later. There's a joke that I say on stage where I'm like, my therapist says I have daddy issues, which is ridiculous. Never even met my dad. Yeah, that's a great joke. But there is a whole thing with that. Like, I don't know. Like, my dad and I haven't seen each other. I, I found my dad about seven years ago on Google. Um, you Googled. You, so you knew his full name. Uh-huh. And you knew he lived in Ventura. So you Googled No, he didn't live in. You know, he was in Texas. Everybody's in Texas. Oh, okay. So you he Googled the name. Girl. Yeah, and he's a real estate developer, also a Pentecostal minister. Oh wow! Um, but I, but before that, I did know my dad. Like I knew him, and I, I did know my dad. I just wasn't close to my dad. My mom hated him so much. Yeah, for sure. And so I was terrified, and he was also a very scary dude. Yeah. So um, everything my mom said about him was terrifying, and then that just made it more huge when I was around him yeah um, so do you, would you remember the first time that you were around him as a, as a child I mean when did you first meet your dad I, I met my daughter when she was uh, over two years old so so, so what was the deal with your what, what was the deal with the baby mama I basically had a one I had a one night stand and I got a phone okay. call you know so is the long and short of it but wait did you know that you had a child coming no, because she told me the dad was Matt LeBlanc. So okay. I was like, okay. But then the daughter what? came out like, bing, like ginger blonde, looks just like me. And, uh, and you're like, damn, baby, so I had such a better life. <laughs> Believe me, I'm sure that's what she thought. <laughs> I think there were, I think there were, th- it was me. I think there was like a winner, winner, chicken dinner thing. There are three act, three actors. Oh my God, there's three actors. Matt LeBlanc, me, and the other one is, is, pretty famous i can't name him but, but you um, can you can name matt leblanc but you can't name yeah him. because they had a they had a whole court thing it came out he was like at one point he okay thought he everybody look up 
Okay, so Bell the point is this. Point is this. This, is a, this is about you, not ex-wife, not ex-anything. I mean, not anyway, wife, not wife. So, so I know that mama. I know that There's like having having a uh, having a about. daughter that you didn't, you know. I know, from my point of view, it was it was a, sort of a, a difficult thing to negotiate. And I always wonder. I always wonder about. Um, and I'm sure her mother said things about me and blah blah blah. So when you met your dad, did you? Did you? Okay, f- so here's the deal. Here's the thing, and I've never talked about this before. I, truly. Yeah. Um, the first time I met my dad. Okay, so my brother and I, I have a brother um, who I don't speak to anymore. But I was, I adored him apparently when I was younger. And my, okay, so my dad was in oil. So he moved to Dubai, the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, of right? course. So he's a big oil guy, massive amounts of money, all this stuff. My mom didn't have much. The first time I met my dad, he showed up to my mom's, was it third or second husband's, the family Christmas, and he brought me rubies and diamonds and all these things. I was maybe five. I didn't know what these things yeah, were. Watches that were like all of these things. And I remember my mom was just like, seething Uh, right I didn't know what this stuff was I had no idea so my mom was like I'm just gonna keep this for you baby yeah and I was like okay and so then you know of course when I became an and that was it like it was like a 30 minute meeting do you know what I mean you're five years old you meet your dad and I was like oh my god these things are so sparkly and amazing and awesome and oh my god and I just knew she hated him but he was this he was like sick he's six six Wow. Cowboy. Cowboy hat, boots. His Minister, name, deep his voice. His name is Dalton. Dalton. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, like, there's, like, I, I don't know. Like, it was, like, oh, my God. And it, it was, like, this is my dad. And so it's just, it's all very interesting. The My entire childhood was so fucked on so many it levels. It sounds very interesting, yeah. And that's not even, like, that's just the nothingness of it do you so, know what i mean yeah so who because i i feel like maybe part of the reason we're doing this podcast is so that we can get you back in touch with all these family members and then we can get you through you're you're no longer in touch with your father i i haven't okay so i don't have any interest in speaking to any of them in terms of i, I there was so much bad shit that happened after that time uh-huh. um so many bad things that happened i left home when i was 13 years old yeah and i like ran away from home yeah. so i didn't so for you that's like the past you want to be away from all of that look here's what it is most of my family follows me on facebook <laughs> and i'm cool with that um but i think the the pain of what i went through as a child yeah like the legit pain of what I went through with my dad, with my with my mom, with my brother, with my family members, with all this stuff and seeing the stuff that happened. Now, you have to understand, like it was like, I'm not going to say white trash. I'll just go like more. I'll just go more redneck. Well, like, I, I describe myself as half white, half trash. Right. You know, so there's like mm, trash well, when elements. When people hear white trash, they 
automatically assume that it's like bigoted, racist, terrible. And I just want to make something very clear. That is merely a coincidence. (laughs) So... <laughs> is that a, is that a line you say on stage? Yes, I just did tonight. By the oh, okay, because that's a genius line. I I'm just like, tried if it. If you tonight. just inadvertently, if you just inadvertently <laughs> said that, I in- that's way too said funny. It on stage tonight, okay. and I got a really big laugh. Make so sure you remember happy. it. That's great. Sometimes well, the best things come out on accident. It was really great. Um, it was it was a fun one. Um, but I think, uh, look, I have a different view. Like I think. I think my journey right now is yeah. is forgiving. Here's here's what happened. My mom poisoned my mind so hard against my entire family. Yes. So it was just me and her, me and her, me yes. and her. Same thing happened with my daughter against everyone but her. Yes, same thing. So what your job as a dad is, as you know, is just to be like, hey. Hey, yeah. But it's interesting because when we meet our, when we have that, when we have that one person in our life, which was my mom, my brother went with my dad. Yeah. My mom, I stayed with my mom. We were separated and apparently it fucked me up really bad when I was two. That's what my mom tells me. Like I, my brother was my life. Yeah. My brother ended up coming back from being with my dad and molesting me. Oh God. I was just about to say, (laughs) you loved your brother. Why aren't you in touch with your brother anymore? From the time I was seven until I was 13 and I finally left. Okay. Now I don't want to get too deep. There was like all these things that it doesn't have to be sad. It doesn't have to be sad. I was a really hot toddler. Oh my God. Come on. I was, it's not my fault. She said it, not me just for the record. Okay. So now, was that something that when it was happening, you knew it was happening and it was bad no, at the time? Because you had a different perspective about let it. Let me tell you this. This is why I didn't know. This is really fucked up and I'm just sharing it. I'm no, okay important. with yeah. sharing it. But yeah. listen, so when I was four and five, I lived in Paris, Texas. I think it was my third stepdad at this time. Yeah. Um, but he was an am. Amco salesman, Amtrak oh, yeah. or something, Amway, Amway. Amway. something like that. Um, he was never around. My mom was on drugs. Um, she was. I, I would take care of her when I was a baby, um, and I nothing. There was. It was like in the middle of nowhere. But I would walk down the street, and there was this dude that lived down the street. When my mom wasn't around, she was a groupie in a band. Also, so she'd leave for what big band was she a groupie times. of? The Beach Boys. The Beach Boys. One of them, yes. Oh. Okay. And so when they would come in, like, there's a whole thing here. There's a whole. Yeah, you a, have. You're like twelve podcasts worth. It's of material. amazing. Yeah. So my mom wasn't around a lot. Like I remember, I remember sitting on the floor in the middle of the kitchen. There's no food in the fridge, and I'm pouring milk into a cup, but it's going glub, glub, glub because it's all spoiled, and I was yeah. starving. So there was a guy down the street. I don't know who this motherfucker is. He's from Paris, Texas. He lives in Dallas now. He has red hair. I don't remember. He had a son named Nathan. And that's all I know. Nathan was one of my friends. And he did some bad shit to me when I was little. Because he would also feed me. So he would like hold up like food and be like, hey, Krista, come on in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because he had like whatever was going, you know, he had food. I was like, I'm starving. I yeah. don't know what to do. It set the course for my life, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So there was that dude that was like doing terrible things to me when I was four and five. 
Then my brother started in at seven, and then I had a cousin that was doing it as well, who was a female who ended up getting disowned from the family because her father was doing it to her too. How crazy is that? Hi. Hi. Come well, sit. Come sit. We're talking about molestation. Come sit down. She has the most intense. Uh, but it's not. But isn't it like a story of like, like, it's like, oh, that sucks. But it's like, let's like, there's not, everything is relative. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. Fuck, like, I'm not like, Meh. like, it's like I was. But then there comes a point in time when you're like. What can I do to be of service for people? Can I make people laugh for sure. about this shit? For sure. Can I make people laugh about this shit? Can I make them feel not alone? Yeah. And I think my the the part of me that has never felt like I fit in, like mm -hmm. into that place. Do you want this one? This is a uh, we have a performer Olivia K Harris here who's hello. Hi, my love. <laughs> this and we're is Chris Allen. She she is telling me she's blowing my mind right now. So she is a year into comedy, uh, and she has enough. How long have you been doing it? She's I'm a not a comedian. I'm a singer. Mm. <laughs> but I love comedians. You guys are awesome. Are you going to sing for us? Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I should come back and sing on the show, though. You yeah. should. Mm -hmm. um, I have to bring my guitar. So I'm really so. I'm sorry. Keep going. Finish finish the story because that you were was in the it. No, I was just saying. Like all of this stuff sounds really sad. I don't like. Look, everybody wants to like be sad about this yeah, shit of but course. it's only because like look at your own shit there's not i'm sure there's not many people that haven't had something really fucking weird happen to them when they were a kid yeah there were like some really weird things that happened but somehow it brought me to this place and i i don't know like i look at it like oh i felt so disconnected from life from people, from everything, and I felt like I didn't fit in because I had secrets, and you're only as sick as your secrets. You're only as sick as mm. your secrets. I haven't heard that. It sounds great, though. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I didn't tell anybody, and now I'm like, yeah, this is what the fuck happened to me. Well, like, this is of what course. my story is. And, and, and particularly in the past year, with everything with Time's Up and Me Too, I mean, I think I think my... That was my, a big thing for me. Of course. I, I, I remember that just yeah. from social media. I remember yeah. you, you posting about being a survivor, and I remember... Uh, so what what do you feel in terms of your obligation? Do you feel the obligation as a stand-up, something you need to be addressed, or do you have a different... Do you have other venues where you feel that it's a better way to express this? You know, this? I have a podcast called I'm Fine with Krista Allen, and I talk about certain things that uh, have happened in my life. I'm very open. I'm just as open as I am right so here. So there's nothing that you feel like you're hiding? Everything I don't feel like there. I'm hiding much. The only thing that I ever hide is if I feel like I'm going to hurt somebody because of what I'm saying... Um, if it's somebody currently in my life or it's a friend of mine or something like that yeah. or a, a guy that I dated or something that I feel like it might make a group or of your, people your mad. brother. It, my, he's dead to me. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I haven't talked to him in so long. Like, literally, he literally said, like, he doesn't. But you have, yeah. you're the type of person who has, like, hardcore fans. And you probably have hardcore fans who are like, I'm going to find your fucking brother. Or your father, or like Find whatever. Him. You're like, go, go for it. Okay. Do it. Like, whatever. Like, say, what the fuck? He's going to deny it. Like, so I didn't tell my mom that anything happened until I was 21 years old. Mm -hmm. And my mom being the not so stable mom, you know what I mean? That she, that yeah, she, she could it? have been. She just called my brother when I said, please don't tell him anything. She called uh. him immediately. 
And then she called me back and she goes, well, he just says you're making it all up, Krista. And she just said, and I was like, what? There's never once been a conversation between me, my mom, my brother, or me, my dad, my brother, about any of this. It's just swept Swept under under the rug. Good old Southern family. And so what does that say to me as a woman, as a girl? You don't have a voice. You don't have anything. And so I just stayed silent. And not only that, but I stayed silent in relationships when things would get bad Mm. or there would be abusive Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. going on. I would be like, well, obviously I'm not supposed to say anything. But that's what happens with people. And whether you're a look, whatever it is, women go through this men go through this um it shapes our lives it shapes who we are as people um some men are something terrible sexually happens to them or just even being beaten or just abused in a a different way or even maybe they didn't get the spider-man doll that they wanted when they were four and their brother did everything is relative and it's going to affect us all differently all of it and then when you realize at the end of the day i swear to god it's like I've just never had the self-love. It was always about self-loathing. It was like, Mm -hmm. I'm a terrible person. I'm I'm an awful person or whatever it was. And I never fit in. But now it's like this whole thing where I'm like, okay, there's different things coming in for me now where I'm like, oh, all of that shit that I was looking for outside of myself to save me. It's like all about me. And so I'm a big advocate for women and men and children. I talk to, I go I, for years, I've been going to homeless shelters and runaway shelters, talking to kids, um, sharing my story with them. I walk in, they think I'm nothing. They're like, oh Jesus, who's this bitch? And then I start talking, they're like, okay, I'm with you. Yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? Cause they've had similar stories and that feels really, really good. So that's where that's, come to yeah I guess. Like that's in, amazing and all of that stuff i mean it's it's great yeah we all have our shit and we you know you know what i mean mm-hmm. and we were talking about after all this awful stuff happened in texas and you got in a car and you went to la because you're an la girl of ventura yeah. county and you became an actress how did that come about well here's here's a funny thing i had so much self-confidence <laughs> when i left that my whole intention was i was going to be a playmate because <laughs> i sure. really believed in myself <laughs> yeah, <girl>. so <laughs> yeah you so probably could like, <laughs> this is i'm at you wanted to live in the mansion type of thing i mean no i i didn't even my goal wasn't even playmate of the year i was just like i'm gonna be one of those playmates that they see in those magazines that's all i've seen my whole life where in texas where you from um white trash texas have you ever Mm -hmm. heard of it (laughs) texas arcana waco no i don't mean to talk shit on me no i mean look it was different places um oh houston outside Mm -hmm. of houston dallas outside Mm -hmm. of dallas Mm -hmm. um fort worth Corpus yeah. Christi, mm-hmm. like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Different places, but honestly, places. I was like, "That's what. That's my thing." Because of course, when did you, you have ever have a Texas accent? Did you shed it when you came out here? I totally shed it, but I didn't even realize that I was doing it. And I think I still, to this day, have certain things that I say. So, how do you say P I N K? Okay, I know you say pink, pink. Pink with an E-E. I say it with an E-E. Pink? Yeah. How do you say M-E-L-T? Melt. 
Is it milt? Milt. 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 I still do things. I still have certain triggers that like certain words that I'm like, people are like, what did you just say? That's like when we watch these like Hallmark uh, holiday movies and they all, and all of a sudden they'll say, they'll say like, well, I gotta get my Christmas big. (laughs) Big. You sound like um, such a Dallas so girl. True. Yeah, the, the yeah. Where Canada where are up. you from? I'm from Virginia, and I, and I grew up, and I had a, I had a redneck so you accent. Had, yeah. But so you had to kind of get rid of yours too. I did. I went to graduate school for it, and they were like, "Can oh, we please?" Shit, really? Yeah, I remember the first time I had do it. Well, I mean, it's just well. He has when, it. When I got out, of school, when I got out of school, I mean, I would go and I'd, and I would do like a southern roll. Everyone's like, "Man, you sound exactly like Matthew McConaughey." That was like just what I would do. I would just, do. I just sexy, naturally though. just go into I like my. It. I know. I wish I never never lost it. No. But I, I remember I was in school. Sexy. I was like, I was like, fo- like they want me to do that ing sound, like following, like we're doing Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Following. I'm like, you mean following? Yeah. <laughs> following. Following. Blech. You still have a draw. I, I still, it's still the bane of my, like my diction is not my strong suit at all. You so. know, it's weird. Don't ever not say the iction part of that. <laughs> the iction? Yeah, because your dick wouldn't be your strong suit. Okay. Yes, my I'm dick done. or my diction. That was, it was a trap. But um, Thanks. It was anyway, one of those. So, it was so, so you want to be a playmate. <laughs> you're, you're, in, you're in Ventura. No, I wasn't I wish Ventura. I was, I was driving from Texas. So this is what happened. I decide... Okay, so I pack up my stuff. I have my dog with me. Her name was Muppet. Um, I didn't have much. I had a Honda Civic hatchback that was red and um, some gas money. I had about $200 to my name, which I thought was amazing. That was all that was in my bank account. But I was driving 23. But... I, I was a young 23, by the way. I wasn't yes. like a cool millennial 23 that we know now that we believe in ourselves and everybody knows that everything, like you're amazing. And mm, it's all an act. Like that wasn't the, it's a millennial thing. act. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying. So I was like, I guess I'm just going to do this. I got $200. And then I remember I got to Vegas and I was like, I had like $15 left. It was me and my dog was starving. And um, I went, I, Caesar's Palace? And I was yeah. driving down the strip, and I I parked on the side, and I left my I said to my dog because I talked to my dog at the yeah. time. Um, I was like, I'm gonna be right back. I'm just gonna see what's going on. I just want to go into Caesars, so I went in, and I walked in there, and I put in, I think it was two dollars into a slot machine, and I won. Fifteen hundred dollars. No, twenty-five. It was twenty-five hundred dollars on my first hell? on my first fucking poll, and everybody it's went the universe. crazy. And it was like <laughs> divine. And I, was like, I had never seen twenty-five hundred dollars. They gave it to me in chips. They asked me if I wanted to do more, and I was like, no. I'm gone. I smart. Nope. I didn't leave. Do you know what I did? I got me and my dog. A room a at Caesar's Palace. Not even a suite. <laughs> just a room. Just a room. And we ordered steak. And me and my dog split a steak and a baked potato and like all this shit. And we just sat there. And I slept so good. And I left the next day, went into Los Angeles with like, you know, $2,300. You yeah, know what I mean? A couple months rent. Yeah. But it was like this moment where I was like, something is happening. Yeah, and that's kind of how that all happened. Yeah, well, we still haven't got to play. So from there, you're still <laughs> you're still a chick in a, in a Honda hatchback with a dog. Yeah. So how do you go from there to being a uh, an international sex symbol? 
Well, here's the thing. So I didn't know what to do. I drove into Los Angeles. I was so excited. Do you know what I was listening to the entire time? Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive. I Will Survive, yes. Over and over. It was, yes. a, it was a cassette tape, by the way. I was like, I will survive again. And then I just do it. So I drive in and I'm thinking, I'm going to get my hair cut. I just want to get my hair cut. First thing I want to do when I go to LA, I just want to get my hair cut. And I'm in Beverly Hills, California. And I walk in. And if this story is like an agent sees you in the salon, I'm going to fucking end this podcast. It can't be that. No, it's not. (laughs) Um, I'm like, this is amazing. I'm in Beverly Hills. This is the best place to be. And I walk into this place and there's this woman and she's like, hey girl and i'm like you're from texas she's like oh my god say let me just go back a little bit i was not in beverly hills i was in westwood (laughs) Eh, close and it was a mall but (laughs) i thought it was beverly hills because there were palm trees Mm -hmm. on the street Mm -hmm. so i thought it was was beverly hills that was all i knew i was like oh my god i'm in beverly hills so i parked my dog and I went inside. I got a travel lodge first. I was at a travel lodge and I went to a travel lodge. And uh, anyway, then I went to go get my haircut. And uh, so we end up talking. She's like, I, I know somebody that's great. She was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I think I just want to be a model. I'm not sure. Maybe Playboy. She's like, she's like, well, I know somebody who you like, it's somebody that you should hook up with. And I was I, like, no, he's a manager. And I was like, what? So that same day, me and my dog go to see the manager. What's his manager's name? Are you allowed to say? Yeah, his name's Marv Dower. He's still one of my oldest friends. He is um, probably, I don't know, maybe he's like 75 now. Okay. Um, he has become a family member to me, but I was really pissed off at him for a while. So anyway, so my, so I went to go meet him and um, he was like, so, so, all right, so this is how we talked. Yeah, yeah He yeah. was like, all right, kid, what yeah. are you doing? Like, you, you, you've been taking like uh, acting classes. He has and a, I go. He has the chest hairs poking out of his yeah, shirt. Yeah, I'm so. like, I, I just got here like today. Like, I'm not sure. And he's like, all right, well, just come back to me after like, you know, six months or something. And I was like, six months? I'm not yeah. even going to be here six weeks. I'm just like doing, I don't know what I'm, I was just going to go try to meet half. <laughs> and so he was like, all right. So I give him the name of the travel lodge that I'm staying at. And uh, that was it. And he was like, all right, good luck, kid. Try to take some classes. I'm yeah. like, all right. So he calls me the next day, the next day, and he's like, the phone rings. It's the manager from the front going, hey, you got a call from somebody. I'm like, wait, what? So it's Marv, and he's like, hey, you got to go pick up the sides from CBS. It's for a soap opera. And I was and I was like, I was like, the sides. I didn't know what sides were. I had yeah. no idea what sides were. What the fuck are sides? I'm like, okay, cool. All right, that sounds great. Can I bring my dog? He's like, no, you can't bring your dog. So I'm like, all right. So it's at CBS. Uh-huh. So I ask everybody, I'm like, where's CBS? They yeah. send me to CBS Radford. Radford, that wasn't where it was? Not, nope, it's CBS, because that's where they shoot oh, Bold CBS and the Beautiful. down in, on Fairfax. On Fairfax, which was three blocks away from Westwood, <laughs> just so you know. 
So I'm frantically back to the valley. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I, there's a Thomas guide at that point. Yeah, there's Thomas There's guide. no GPS. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I can't think. I left. I didn't graduate from eighth grade. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it was um, 94, 90, 95. 95, okay. So I was like, I was like, okay, I can do it. So anyway, I go into the thing. There's all these actresses there, and they're all like highlighting shit uh-huh. with like a marker. And I'm like, oh my god! So give me the stuff. So I go get a marker. And I start highlighting stuff, and then they're like, okay, Krista, come on in. I'm like, no, I'm cool. You can go before me. It's okay. And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, please. There's like 40 girls in the room, and I'm like, you're letting no, them all please go. Please yeah. go. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I've never done an audition. And I you're trying know. to memorize your lines at this point. I didn't know what's yeah. I was like, that, so I. But, oh, by the way, when I got to the guard gate, the first thing I asked the guard was, "Ha, I'm here to pick up my sides." He's like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> what?" And I'm like, "Do you have my sides? I need my sides." I got a little bitchy with him. I'm like, "Do you have my sides?" Do you know like, my manager? You know, and he's like, "You gotta go inside, like into the building," and I'm like, "What are sides?" So anyway, I figured it out. So I'm the last one to go. I go in. I end up reading the thing. It was like maybe four lines. I was a wa- bikini waitress at a bar. Did you have to be? In, did you have to like be in role. a bikini? No, I was. It was just for a recurring role on Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah. Now Bold and the Beautiful was my jam. Yeah, that was I huge. I watched Bold and Be- like I was like, oh my god, this is the great. Like I knew every single character. I knew everything that they did. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. It was amazing. So I did the audition and then I left my car in the parking lot and I walked across the street to a payphone because I didn't have a cell phone. And I called the guy, yeah. the Marv guy. And I was like, hey, so I just finished the audition. And he goes, how do you think it did, kid? And I was like, I don't know. I was really nervous. Like my hands were shaking and I got a highlighter and there was like a side thing. And he goes, all right, we'll just. Tell me what you think you did in the room. And I go, I don't know. And he goes, you got the job. Oh they just God. called me. That's so funny. And I got the job. And I was fired after three episodes because I kept looking directly into the camera. <laughs> and I kept going. They'd, go, they'd say something. And I go, yes. I think I need to drink something. Like, Wait, you did you really get drink? fired or they just didn't bring you back? Oh no! I got fired from the show. They told him they they said she's horrible. <laughs> she's a hor like I I didn't know what a mark was. Of I course, never. Yeah, Jesus Christ! But nobody also told me he like the manager the wasn't like you were booked. You should like been like okay, we gotta give you a quick anybody, crash course. Give me a crash course in anything. But I was like, what do I do? But because these people, there was Hunter Tylo. There were all these people that I was like. Holy shit. Yeah. They're right there. They're like right there. Like, but I had grown up with them. Yeah. Like I knew them like from every single thing. And I was like, oh my, it was, it was just the craziest thing. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do with myself. So you got fired, but your manager stuck with you. Yes. I got fired. I got completely fired. That's great. And, um, he was like, I don't know what else to do. He was like, do you want to go on this audition for like, this movie like I don't know what it is it's nothing like I don't they don't even have a script for it but it might pay well I, there might be nudity 
I, I'm not sure, but like, and I was like, what kind of nudity? And he's like, Babies. I have no idea, but there's no, there's no script, but they, they, I sent you a headshot and they think you're perfect for it. So I walk in and I was like, there was an, there was a French guy there. His name was Alon Sarisky. And I walk into the place and there's like maybe seven people in the room. This is your first audition? Second, because I did Bold and the Beautiful. But, okay, so it's your Second. first audition with, with this show. With, with this, this movie that we will soon reveal the title of. Yeah, yeah. And first audition. And I sat down and I go, hey, y'all. And I go, he goes, please, I can't do a French accent. Please do not say y'all. He <laughs> said, he goes, can you not do the, the, um, the, 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 know, the that accent? Down, and yeah. I go, yes, I cannot do that. Like, I was trying yeah. so hard. And he goes, okay, do not say another word. Do uh -huh. not say anything. I want to see what it would look like if you are coming out of an egg and you're seeing the world for the first time. Go. And I go, right now. And he goes, don't say a word and it's take jilt. off your shirt. Coming out of egg, take off your shirt. And Love I it. go, take off my shirt. And he goes, don't, don't say a word, just do. And I was like, okay. So I came out of the egg, egg. and everybody stood up and started clapping. <laughs> and I was like, I started laughing because it was so weird. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> are you, is this like, it was before punked, but yeah. that's what it yeah, would have yeah, felt yeah. like, right? And I was like, what the fuck? So my manager calls me after my audition and he says, so they want you for the part. They'd like to give you a hundred grand for six weeks. Jesus Christ. To play the part of Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Now, do you know Emmanuel, Olivia, do you know what this is? So when I was a child, when I was a child, this is this is the first before the reboot of Manuel. I was I think my first experience with masturbation was Emmanuel's Cinemax like soft porn. That was like the French version, right? It wasn't you, no. No. Yes, of course not. But my manager told me was Sylvia Crystal. Uh huh. The original Manuel. Was the original Manuel? He was like, you're gonna. He was no. That's not the right voice. You're going to be an international star. Like, For this sure. is what it's going to be. It was Emmanuel's and I was the like, no, first soft porn. it wasn't the fucking same thing. It was from some dude from France that had a Cinemax gig. Like, what yeah. is Cinemax? Like, whatever it was, he was like, just give me the money. You know what of I course. mean? Like, and I was like, okay, I'll just do it, and it'll be great. I, there was no script. There was nothing. Yeah. Meet with their directors, and I was like, what is this thing? Now, yeah. I had been working at a... At a cosmetics counter, working, making like two dollars and thirty cents an hour. Yes, a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah, for six weeks of work. And this would be where in, in LA? and I just was like, I might have to be naked. I wanted to get naked for half. I mean, have maybe yeah. notice me, like maybe something will happen. Like I don't know, like maybe like I don't know, like yeah. whatever. And by the way, during this time, also one of the first people that I met when I got here. I there's so many stories. There's this is like there's so many side stories to everything. Yes, yes. I got to Los Angeles and started meeting the party girls. Do you know the party girls? The party girl stories in Los Angeles. I don't know the party girl. I was probably before my time. Hmm. 
the not that I've ever had a stories time. were a lot of playmates. Yes. That had sex for money. Uh-huh. Um, they, uh, with, I'm, it's been said, Ron <laughs> Burkle, Ted Field would pay these people tons of money to have sex with them. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. But, um, that's what the, that's what the thing is. And so people, there was like all of these girls that were playmates and they were doing like the whole thing with like the, the people from the Saudi princes and all this stuff. Yeah. Never once did any of that stuff, but I knew all of these girls that were doing that. So my entire reality was all this stuff. And I thought, Oh my God, I have a real acting job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I was like, I have a real acting job because I'm actually doing this thing and I can, I am, I am actually acting. Yeah. I'm not having to go to Saudi Arabia or do any of these other things. Yeah. Wait, am I going to get killed from Saudi Arabia? People, people know this, right? Have you heard this before? If you About haven't, party you have to cut it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, because there was like the, 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 the princes. <laughs> well, the, everyone knows the prince. They, all they do is get prostitutes all the time. Okay. Fuck Saudi Arabia. Wait, I'll say that, that in my was podcast. I not to Eat a dick, Saudi Arabia. Come at me. Right. Don't really come at me. I mean, cause that would be weird. Yeah, they're going to Oh shit! I'm never gonna go to Saudi Arabia for sure or Turkey. You know, because I'm I lived in Dubai for a while. Yeah. So. Okay, so we've established that you've never been a prostitute, but you did Emmanuel, I which mean, was. Uh, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, hey, no I shame, of, no I shame. Of, I, I don't know what Emmanuel is. In any way, where you're like not in, like you know that you're not being treated great, but there's a guy that like is giving you paying <laughs> your rent. I don't know. I think that's kind Whatever of a prostitute. Um, it's like I, I wanna. I want that. Someone pay so, my rent. That, yeah, I, exactly. I kind of feel like that's a little prostitute. So, so you did a manual, and, and that must have blown you up to to pretty big. No, fame nobody. To a degree. Nobody knew about it. Nobody I knew. Think I knew about that. No, they how, No, they didn't. But I got Days of Our Lives right from after that. that, and that's not what kind from of from that. Not from that. <laughs> No, I just right auditioned, that. but what happened... At this point, you're taking classes, you know how to act. I've never point. taken a class in my life. <laughs> what I did do is I bared my soul for six weeks and kind of got used to being on camera, and then I started getting jobs on a bunch of Stu Siegel productions, like High Tide, Sil- Silk Stockings, yeah. and so everybody was like hiring me, and then I got an audition for Days of Our Lives. Right? Thank you. Beauty. So I, I got uh, Days of Our Lives, and my entire family was obsessed with Days, days of Our Already, Lives. Already, I had amazing. never seen it, because I, I, I was bold and beautiful. And uh, they were like, oh my God, you have to go out on this. So yeah. they, they told me everything about it, and uh, I went and I ended up getting that job. So did, did you ever have an audition that you didn't get at this point? <laughs> at, by that point, no. Yeah. Something how was happening, and I... The but here's the thing, the parts that I were getting were exactly where I was like if I was to look back on it now and I played it exactly the way they wanted me to I had no thought in my head about making it better or girl power or being a strong woman I was just 
oh my god hi like yeah I, that's what what were I, you having fun doing it or were you kind of like this is just me making money no it was so fun oh my god and i, I was making so much i was started to support my mom and and i, I was like wow. doing all this stuff like it was i was like Oh my God! Like I can yeah. do so many things. But like, you didn't have any sense of like your obligation to like women or to women power or anything like that. I did at that point. It's not there was there was no sense of who I was. Yeah. Not even just as an actress, but as a human being. Yeah. There was no faith in myself Got as it. a human being because I didn't have that growing up either. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there was nothing that said. You're amazing. Yeah. So I was just like, I guess this is just the way it was supposed to be. So I guess from that point on, then things started to change for me and things started happening. I started to find myself getting really pissed off that I was playing certain parts. And sure. I'd be like, I don't want to do that. I deserve more. And then everything started changing from there. But that's kind of how I, and, and then, and now I'm here and honestly going from that place, like jump all the way to here. But here God. you mean stand-up comedy? Doing stand-up comedy? stand-up comedy, the stuff that I'm doing in my life, the yeah. stuff that I'm giving back to people, the stuff that I've done for the last 15 years that have changed people's lives and yeah. the capacity that I, 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 I've been able to do, like what whatever it is, it's, um, it's coming from a very, um, and and what I hope if there's any listeners that you that you that that you have out there right now just in in regards to like not knowing if they're enough not knowing like if if they can do it, of course they fucking can yeah it's it's just um it's that thing of believing in yourself and and the self love not looking outside yourself for the validation or that anybody can ever fucking save you because nobody can yeah and it took. It took a long time. My son is 21 years old now. Wow. And he is the greatest thing in my life. He is my family. He is my everything. He's on his own. He has Does he his, want to be an actor? Is he no, a, no, he is absolutely producing right now. He is he is uh he's a PA on the rookie right now. He's oh, about great. to go work on the Jennifer Aniston Reese Witherspoon uh, movie. He's switching a thing over there. Um, I have a development deal over at Netflix right now for a show about my life. Oh, you should. Yeah, which for is sure. amazing. Uh, not all the way to the back, but stuff will come out. Yeah. Like what I'm sharing, I've never shared with anybody. Well, <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't want to interrupt, but one thing, I, I don't know why this is in my head. One of the things I know about you, and if I'm wrong about this, I'm, I don't know why. I, I don't think I am. But one of the things I found most fascinating about you was that you went from dating George Clooney to Steve O. And when I heard that, I was like, this I don't know who's Devo. I don't Not know Steve-O? who's Devo. Steve-O? No. Are you thinking of David Spade? David Spade? I thought it was Steve-O. Okay, you went from George Clooney to I David wish Spade. It was Maybe that was just a rumor that was in there. And I remember I thinking, this has got to be, this has got to have to be an interesting woman who has like that type of versatility. I don't know what it is. It's just like, you went from some, because there are a lot of people, they date this type of person and that's who they date. I've never but then dated, you dated the like, same kind of person. Yeah. So just so you know, so George and I dated on and off for 13 years. Wow. Um, I met him when I was turning 30. Um, uh, the reason, the, one of the big things with us was the minute that we started dating was when the movie, the Skinamax movie came out. And I had a two-year-old son at the time. Yeah. And every tabloid magazine I was on the cover saying Clooney's 
softcore spot. And oh, from wow. there, they went to saying I was a porn star. Yeah, of course. And then the play dates that I had with my son with the mothers, they would cancel. And the the Revlon contract that I had just didn't come through. And the lead in the MGM and the Disney film didn't work. And I was like, what? what is happening? And it was all of this stuff because it was right on the onset. If any of this stuff would have happened prior to in Instagram, Facebook, any of that other stuff, I could have. But also, I didn't have the balls, man. Like, yeah. I didn't have the balls to fight for anything. I was just like, I'm going to be a consummate victim and this is my life. Wow. Which is what I get to teach to other people yeah, now. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, of course. fuck that. Yeah. No, you have a voice. You have something to say. Like, no. Yeah. That's been and my I, journey. I got to tell you, I Chris, I, I, I feel like I, I want to have you back for like a billion more podcasts. Right? Something to talk about. But I want what do you um what do you see yourself in five years? What what's next for you? What, anything you big? Know, that's really cool to even ask because I know that this thing that's been happening right now with me, with this show idea, it's such an amazing thing. The reason I brought it up before is because I'm I want my son to be able to like start off with this too because he wants to produce. He doesn't want to ad, so he's like. I mean, he doesn't want to AD, so he 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 should yeah, be being an assistant for somebody instead of a PA to go to AD. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to be a first. You know what yeah. I mean? A first AD. You guys might not know this whole like <laughs> thing, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, I get what he wants to do, and he's super smart. So, um, so this is a really fun thing. I'd love this show to actually go and yeah. like. God damn, I just want to touch people's souls. I want people to laugh and not feel alone. I want to do that with my comedy. I want to do that on stage. I want to find um, my voice on stage as a stand-up comic um, and be able to do all of those things. I, I... it's the writing, as you know. Yeah. It's the writing and going, okay, what's the most clever way to get this up? I have some great, clever jokes, but then I go, oh, God they could be so much better. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think, so in five years, I want to continue doing what I'm doing. I just want to be making more money doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got it. Now, is there anything that you want to plug coming up? Any, we can get this out pretty soon. So. God, I don't know. I mean, I have a ton of, look, I do a shit ton of bar shows. Yeah. Well, there you go. You're, fun, you're in, of course. Fun, fun. I'm doing the Ontario Improv soon. I don't know. I've been asked to do that a few times. I, I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. Honestly, there's nothing to plug, plug. Um, but just your Instagram? Yeah. Your Instagram, I mean, I'm a, like, media? I, I do a ton of shows. I do like five shows a week. That's you know, great. Uh, whatever. Come and see me. Go follow me on my Instagram. Come You're and see me. You're at the Dime a lot, right? Yeah. I do the Dime a lot. I do Sycamore Tavern a lot. Um, I do Ha Ha. I yeah. do like, you know, like it's so fun and yeah. it's great. Uh, my Instagram handle is Krista Allen XO, and that's on um, Instagram and on Twitter. And then I have a Facebook one. The one I don't use is the one with a check mark. I, I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> the one I do use is not with a check mark, and it's just like it's me, Krista Allen. Yeah. And that has a lot of cool stuff on it yeah. too. But Instagram is Krista Allen XO. So. Chris, I got to say, thank you so much for doing this. You were such an amazing, fascinating woman. And I'm so glad thank you got you. to share your story. And I hope I too. see you again soon. Me too. Okay, bye. All right. <laughs> see ya. Thank you for listening to The After Laugh. 
Thanks for listening to The Afterlife. I'm producer Tommy Wakefield. Don't forget to look for new episodes every Monday and Thursday, plus our special Sunday after-party episodes. Also, follow Bill Dawes on YouTube and Instagram for exclusive video content of select interviews. 